Well, good morning and welcome to Q&A. We're so excited that you've decided to join us this morning. Um, so we do have a special guest joining us again this week. We're super excited about, so come on in. <laughs> do we have a different mic for you oh, this you week? Do. Yeah. Okay. I heard I didn't even need it last week. <laughs> I keep showing up like a bad habit, don't I? <laughs> No, it is such a blessing to have you, and we are so excited to have you both each and every week. I'm going to make a quick audio adjustment. Yeah, so thank you. Time. I was wondering. Here, I can take this. Here we go. And we're back. Test. Yes, much better. There we go. Well, so excited again to have you with us this morning. Thank and you, for Trace. those of you watching online, we have these really cute cards um, that were handed out. And on the back is blank for you to write to your spouse this week. So we'd encourage you, even if you weren't here and you're watching online, any card will do. It doesn't have to be this special card. And I highly recommend cards from Trader Joe's, by the way. They're super sweet. <laughs> but no, they, these have been special cards. We've blessed them. Oh, you can only use oh, these just, cards. <laughs> just playing. Just playing. Card, you know, anything, yes. but it, it's the importance of the action um, of doing that. And so really challenged by that, thinking yeah. about praising the Lord for differences that really grow us <laughs> throughout marriage. Um, would you say there was a certain, I know you were talking about it, it took a little while, you came to a point where to really appreciate those differences. How was that for you? In marriage through the years. Well, I don't think there's a point where you really appreciate them. Yeah. <laughs> it's a process. I because <laughs> when it happens, you go, oh, I'm not really appreciating this, but it is a shift in mindset. And so to be able to be aware of it and then go, okay, here it is. Here it is. Now I have an opportunity. I can right. either really please the Lord with appreciating those differences or walk away and go, God, I hate that this is so mm -hmm. different than me because I like me. Yeah. 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 And I, I do hope that came out clearly that it is, it's not a, okay, now we're over that hump. There is uh, the reality for all of our 35 years of marriage, differences mm -hmm. have shown up. And so has there been progress? Yes. But are there still moments where uh, I'm sure Jackie's frustrated with who I am and I'm frustrated with sh who she is? It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, and we'll, we will, have in the last year had those moments where I was like, God, this is so hard. Why do we have to be so different? And so just the biblical perspective, um, I think, has really helped me to go, it's not something we have to run away from or change. Mm -hmm. It's actually good if I can see it through the eyes of the Lord. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's just big difference from we need to change it to, no, we need to value and appreciate it. It is. And so our first question here is about differences. So it says, our differences have been challenging and often dealt with by sarcasm and passive-aggressive jabs. How do you get to grateful? And for so long, these differences have been joked about rather than appreciated. Mm -hmm. You want to jump into that? Or? Well, the first thing I think about is when we joke about it, we... <laughs> When we joke about it, usually it's in the context of friends because it makes it kind of easy to joke about you and your shortcomings or the rubs in front of friends because we can laugh about it, but it's really hurting. It's really mm -hmm. hurting, and it's, we say things in the comfort of friendships that we wouldn't necessarily say to one another because it's that raw. And so I, just, I would beware against that 
for one. Yeah, so and you're it, not encouraging that. I am not encouraging okay. that. I'm actually strongly discouraging that because mm-hmm. it breaks down trust. Yeah. So the question was, how do we move beyond mm-hmm. that? Yep. Uh, I don't think that it's um, it's an accident or it's random that when we jumped into this section in Ephesians, the, the first word in walking out who we are in Christ is humility. Mm. So it always right. starts with humility. And uh, Jackie doesn't always honestly appreciate this, but I've often said that marriage is a cross-cultural experience because the family she grew up in is in a particular mm-hmm. culture, and the family I grew up in was a unique particular culture. And most families don't intentionally do stupid things or things that they don't appreciate. They, we tend to do what we appreciate, what we cherish. Right. That's what it says in the text. Uh, nobody kind of does that um, against themselves. So, But then you blend those cultures, and it's like, what? Why? Like the way they celebrated Christmas as a family, dramatically different mm-hmm. than the way we celebrated right? celebrated Christmas. And so our Chris, first Christmases, especially with kids, were, uh, and they can still be at times tension because I still function from the culture I grew up in. She still functions and cherishes the culture that she grew up with. It's just better. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so it starts with humility and going just because that was the way we did it doesn't mean it is the right way. Neither one was wrong. Right. It was just different. And so mm-hmm. it starts with humility of mind and then and humility often will then go, uh, okay, I can move towards, I can be more open to what um, what is important to my spouse and what they value because the point of the text was when I value what they value, I'm valuing myself because mm-hmm. we're one. So uh, I'm just trying to say in as many ways as I can, it comes down to there's no secret magic sauce. It's humility. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. When I look down on the way other people are and their differences, and we're not talking moral, biblical absolutes, then it's a matter of preference. And it's humility to go, all right, I can learn to appreciate those preferences. But here's the positive already, too, is that this person, whoever wrote that, is already aware of this. This is the way we relate. And having that awareness, now you go, ah, there it is. What what can I do now? What can I bring to begin to change that in a respectful Mm -hmm. way? Absolutely. Like you said earlier, it's a process. Step one, Thanksgiving, you know, first one up, whatever that first opportunity is, the sweet potatoes. I don't know. It could be anything (laughs) where those preferences are different, but to Mm -hmm. take that opportunity for humility Mm -hmm. in that process, it can, and it's um, effective. Like it'll rub off on others Mm -hmm. when you do that. So even being the first in the relationship to start Mm -hmm. and then... It's, it's so much about uh, humility compromises hmm. and recognizing that the compromise is not so much about what I'm losing, but what I'm allowing the other person to gain. So, I mean, Thanksgiving, in my world, you need meat and maybe a, a few other things, but really not. <laughs> and in Jackie's world, it's like we should have 
a ton of stuff. And if anything is used more than half, we didn't have enough. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what? And so complete difference in the, yeah, and I can tell you're on Jackie's I side. I Jackie's side. Yeah, I know you're on Jackie's <laughs> side. Um, Leftovers. And Leftovers. see, that's the thing. And so I go, all right, that's not the way I would do it. But uh, I want to protect Jackie to the degree that doing that takes the fun out of Thanksgiving mm -hmm. and it's all work and no enjoyment. So I try to right. protect that without robbing what's important to her. And I try not to do as much, <laughs> which means I may scale back a few. I know, really, I scale back a little. I do. I scale back a little bit. Yes. And have. don't do as much, but mm -hmm. don't do completely just meat and potatoes. Because <laughs> that is there. It's still enough, or just meat. Yes, <laughs> multiple types of meat. <laughs> uh, so, question here um, regarding singles. Yeah. Uh, what would you say to long-term adult singles who have a desire to be married, mm -hmm. but it's just not happening? It's hard not to feel like a freak in society. Mm. Mm. Uh, I would say, first and foremost, you're not a freak. Absolutely. Uh, Jesus wasn't married. The Apostle Paul, likely not married. So not a freak. And the scripture indicates that there is advantages to being married, and there are other advantages to being single. 1 Corinthians 7 speaks highly. Actually, Paul almost goes to the point of going, single is better. And it is in terms of devotion to the kingdom of God. So most important, you're not a freak. Second, I'm often surprised how many folks, their desire of their heart is to be married, but actually aren't praying about it regularly. Mm. You're not demanding of the Lord, but I think often how we get in step with the Lord is we pray. And we not only tell the Lord what's on our heart, but we give quiet moments for him to speak to our hearts, to bring things to, from Scripture to mind. And so I would say, make it your daily prayer. Now, I had this conversation on Thursday night with a single and I asked her, are you praying? And she said, uh, sometimes. And I said, are you at a place where it's kind of hurtful to ask? And she said, yeah, I'm, it's hurtful to ask because thus far the Lord has said no. And so it's easier not to ask than to hear the no. Um, to that, and I hope it was done uh, in grace and kindness to her, I said, uh, you know the Lord loves you. And so his no is not an against you. His answer will always be for you. So part of your prayer is saying, Lord, uh, I would long for a spouse, but what I long for most is to be content with whatever you choose to do in my life. And I think often uh, this is not a game with the Lord, so I don't want it to come off that way, but I think often Contentment is a place where God is working in our lives, not giving us what we would want as more than him until our hearts become content. And then when we are content with him and we find our fullness in him, then he brings to us the desire of our heart. So um, you're not a freak. Pray about it. 
Don't be afraid to pray about it. The Lord loves you. He could not love you more. And strive to be content for as long as the Lord has you single, actually with the reality that often once the single become content in their singleness, God bless them, blesses them with a spouse. It's not a formula. You're not going to trick God, but I think I've seen that to be true many, many times. Such an encouragement to continue to pray. Yes. It is hard. Well, I've prayed it a million times. Nothing's happened. Mm -hmm. Is it going past the ceiling kind of, you know, kind of feeling. And so an encouragement in singleness and a lot of situations in life to not stop Mm -hmm. praying. God is near. One of my favorite Psalms this year has been, the Lord is near the brokenhearted. Mm. Um, So in other words, you don't need to hide that brokenness from him. As you pray about it, let him know your brokenness about it. Let him know your desire. It's more than just, um, God, give me this. It's aligning my heart with the Lord. So uh, a little word about praying together. Years ago, Jackie and I were at a place where we were looking at another house and and she wanted this house, and I didn't think it was the best house. And so, of course, people would say, well, pray about it. I'm a pastor. You should know. Just pray about it. So pray about it. So what's pray about it together look like? Well, Lord, help her see that this is not the right house, or, <laughs> or help him see. You know, we can tend to think, well, uh, my prayer is, Lord, change their mind. And actually, what brought unity for us was to simply say, Lord, we don't know. She sees it as a good move. I don't see it as, but what we want is not our way. We want your way. And so what we want most of all is unity of mind. And if you'll give us unity of mind, then Lord, we'll be content with that. So we weren't using the Lord against one another in prayer. It became our joint uh, pursuit of what the Lord wanted. Does that make sense? Would you describe it differently? Okay. I think it's a great encouragement and what an amazing testimony in your marriage to think back on, you know, we sought unity in the Lord in this, let's remember this for future decisions and for future situations as his faithfulness. And no, that's, that's really good because I have often thought about the goal here is not to get the Lord to get Jackie on my side, which is sometimes the way we think about praying about stuff. Mm -hmm. It was for me to get on the Lord's side. Right. Not her to get on my side, me to get on the Lord's side. Right. And I can trust the Holy Spirit in her. Mm-hmm. And the Lord will get her on his side, and then we'll be one. Absolutely. That's a good encouragement. But make no mistake, there have been messy problems <laughs> at our house. <laughs> Let's just say. Okay, so that, that's, we try to be like-minded and, and move in that direction. But there have been messy times. It took more time mm-hmm. to get there. So be patient with that and, and have that teachable spirit, you know. I think it's a it's not a vending machine no situation where we need the answer. Here you go. <laughs> it's not. And your point was we didn't go. Oh, we disagree. Let's pray. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, that just seems, sounds so perfect. No. That was my heart. I don't know where your heart. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you guys are so just open. It's really, <laughs> this is so much fun. Um, next question. What if you're the only one compromising, the only one changing and trying, and your spouse is apathetic and passive in the relationship? Mm. Frustrating. Mm-hmm. Extremely sure. frustrating. What do you think? I think you're right. I think it is very frustrating. So what do you do? 
because you've met, you've dealt well, with women. Well, I also think that it can be you, your perception is that I'm the only one, but he could be thinking, uh, well, I'm the only one. Um, huh. So it's sometimes hard to see what the other person's perspective is hmm. because you're so closed in on your own. I'm not suggesting that that's this particular sure. person's heart, and it may very well be that that's she's the only one doing that. And that would that is an interesting thought though, Jackie, because it may be if that spouse asks their spouse, feel like I'm the only one compromising, but I could be blind to ways in which you see that you're working and compromising. How would that be? Well, that I think we've interest- had that before, Doug. Yes. You and I have had that. Then I feel like I'm the one giving, or you feel like you're the one giving, and we're both feel like we're the only ones giving, and there's right. then there's a problem there, right? How right. do you bring that? Because I gave this far, and you gave this. You went mm-hmm. from here to here, and I went from here to here, but we're still not together. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, hey, I'm compromising. It can feel like, well, if we're going to compromise, we have to compromise equally. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's a good comes back to humility again. Maybe you're not seeing them accurately. Maybe you're not seeing yourself accurately. And I'm not piling on this person mm-hmm. at all. And this Jackie right wasn't now. at all. Uh, it may be that uh, you are. And in that situation, I would say this is when we, Philippians 3 says, we want to live out our relationship with Jesus where we're not only Uh, sharing in his resurrection power, but we share in his sufferings. And part of sharing in the sufferings of Jesus is to recognize that while we were enemies, while we were dead, while we were not moving towards him at all, he moved the whole way toward us in love. And so it may be that you are being Jesus in the relationship and will need to suffer like Jesus suffered, loving without response and so you do it as i'm not saying it's easy it's frustrating it's hard it's discouraging you do it as unto the lord in response to what the lord did for you absolutely and he uses all things for our good not some things but all things for our good in christ likeness and as soon as he says that it pops into my head oh we're going to have an opportunity to exercise that i just know it No, you're going, oh dear, here we go, remember what we said. Practical applications. Yeah. <laughs> I know we just talk about it, we don't actually do this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for joining this morning. And I really appreciate your honest questions yeah. um, and sharing your heart with us and really hope that you are encouraged um, today by the scripture. And so we thank you so much for joining us and hope you guys have a great week. Yep, and don't forget yeah. to I write think these those will be notes. Meaningful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a prayerful process, too, to pray through that um, as you write those cards. So hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for being here.